Rick, we're going to now interview again somebody who is, what, about a third of our age and has just accomplished far more than we ever will accomplish in our entire lives. You know? It's what we do. It's what yeah. we do. So today we are going to interview a three-time Emmy Award winner. Yeah. A Tony Award winner. Yeah. A desk award winner. Yeah, you don't have to go through the whole credits. Uh, no, I'm going to. No, she no. won the Pinewood Derby. Her no. brother won the Pinewood <laughs> Derby back in. We're talking to Sainty Nelson, and Sainty Nelson is a very accomplished um, performer. And, and let's find out where Sainty comes from, too, because all that is coming up right now. It's time for Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opai show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview with Rick and Dave. So this week's guest, Dave, is a, an accomplished uh, young woman, a three-time Emmy Award winner, a Tony Award, Drama Desk Award, GLAAD Award, Drama League Award, Outer Critic, Circle Award winning actor and producer, a very accomplished voiceover artist. Plus, this is important. She is the first person to ever appear on this show with the first name of Sainty. Woo! <laughs> Please welcome to the show, Sainty Nelson. How are you? Hello. You actually make me sound a lot cooler than I really no. am. You know, uh, Dave's wife and my wife, they both consider us to be Sainty. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> That's they, not true, Sainty. They the don't openly call us that. So we have to hear the story. Where does the name come from? It's actually kind of crazy. I'm a fifth generation Molly. So my full name is Molly St. John. And when I was born, they were like, we have to call her Sainty for St. John. Uh, my grandmother was Catholic and they called her Sinjin um, in the her all-girl Catholic school. And she just took it as Sainty and started calling herself Sainty. So when I was born, I came out screaming. They're like, there's our there's our second Sainty. So here I was. So it's so I know I think there was only one other Kim Kardashian named her son Saint and they call him now Sainty. Oh. So I was like, there's only, I think, two of us now in the United States. Wow. Well, that's good to have a unique name like that. Yeah, right? You're not going to, you know, you're, yes, very much so. Your mail isn't going to get forwarded to the wrong Sainty. So even in right? school yeah. and stuff, when you were you were a kid, they you've always been called Sainty. Always, since I was born. It's so weird to me, too, because I now have a daughter who is Molly Morgan. She's a Molly as well. And there are other so names than Molly, get... by the way. You, you know, I, you, know. I don't know if you heard about this, but there's a yeah. whole array. There are books. <laughs> they put out books with all sorts of different names in there. We have a ton. So it's so wild. I'll get like a phone call and they'll because legally I'm Molly. And I'm like, who is that? Like, it's so weird to me. So Sainty is. Yeah, I like, I think it's always been a story, so it's nice, like, whoever I'm meeting, I have something to, like, jumpstart conversation with. Yeah, well, that's good. That's jumpstarting the interview with us, too. A you know, Amen, I love it. You have a great voice. Yes. You know, uh, and I know you've won a bunch of awards for producing, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes, but your voiceover work is just crazy. I mean, you've been on everything. You're currently starting, starring on a number one children's animation show in the world, Gabby's yes, doll, Gabby's Dollhouse on Netflix. Uh, can you grace us with a little pillow cat? Uh, your character from the show. Can you flop out a little of pillow course. cat? Of um, course. Hey guys, it's me, Pillow Cat. <laughs> well, it's story time, so cuddle up. Very, Which, yay, Pillow Cat. Very nice. It, it, it's not my pillow guy, right? <laughs> right, Mike Lindell. You're not doing the my pillow guy. You're doing Pillow Cat. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, we had, uh, I don't know if you remember uh, or if you know, De- uh, Debbie Derryberry on the show. Uh, yes. She's, she, her voice sounds a lot yeah, like a lot, yours. Right, you, yeah. You, you have, there are definitely some similarities. And, you know, but, it is so, like you always kind of forget with the animation world, at least I did, it's that there are people behind those voices mm-hmm. and then that that's like a career and a job of people. And Dennis Leary, I was on a pilot with him called Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll. And he was the one that kind of jump started me on everything. I mean, he heard me speak and he's like, you sound like a rug rat. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You need to do voiceover. This is like needs to be your career. And I mean, if Dennis Leary tells you to do something, oh, I was like, right. sir, yes, sir. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to follow your lead. And so he was really the one that jump started the whole idea of my kind of voiceover career. And I'm so grateful for it. Well, and you've, you've been in a ton of stuff, too. <clears throat> it's been so I mean very wonderful I when I signed with my agency I was like this is I want to be you know the next Nancy Cartwright and Tara Strong's and this young group coming in especially because you see a lot of like big time well-known celebrities in the voiceover industry and you know it's getting smaller and smaller a pool of kind of just strictly voiceover actors yeah you know so these people are greedy aren't they these uh these big I celebrities mean, they're trying i mean to take over on. everything what else do you want you've already you're already a celebrity isn't that good enough for you exactly don't take our gigs <laughs> yeah so, when we had debbie on i it was really fascinated how she kind of went through the process of building a voice per for the character now did you get for uh, little pillow cat did you get a picture of what little pillow cat looked like or how did i mean the voice is no. great how did, how did that how does that happen how do you formulate the voice i think what's nice is i come from a theater background so everything of my approach is imagination and i have a one and three year old and so i think that also helps that i live in the land of animation 24 oh, 7 i know ask um, me anything so ask me anything about a disney princess i can tell you <laughs> exactly oh my gosh me too and so it is so wild like I on a show called Ridley Jones on Netflix and I was given just description of like strong, independent eagle. And I was like, okay, well, at the time I was watching Real Housewives of New Jersey and I was like, okay, (laughs) these women like the Caroline Manzos of the world, those are some strong women. Why don't I make this eagle from New Jersey and make her like a New Jersey mom? And that was like the reason I booked it. They said they were like the fact that you had that description and you went with a New Jersey Eagle. It's it's like, how could we not have her? So I think that's the part for me. It's like imagination of what these characters can be. I'm have a big, um, a really exciting roles coming up on Spidey and his amazing friends on Disney. And thankfully it was because of my children. It was what I was watching. Um, There's these very, famous creatures right now is all I can kind of say that kids are watching and I kind of just used inspiration from that so it's really nice especially I'm living in the world of it with a one and three year old yeah that I just kind of take and pick what I love and what I hear so do you do the voices for your kids I mean are you I know when I, when my kids were little, I I did all the voices. Rick and, does know. a goofy that that is <laughs> just. Totally. I don't make up my own voices. I'm a mimic of other people's voices. And between the ages of like zero and five, I was like a hero. Oh, yeah. And then when totally. they turned, six, he was filling the dining room room every night. He was filling the, the packing the house. But when they turned yeah. six, it was like, Dad, shut up! <laughs> oh my God, that's how I always say. It. I'm like, I'm my children's target audience right now. Right. Yeah. And my, it was so funny. We were in a pool in Florida, and my three year old 
went up to this like six year old little girl and was like, my mom's pillow cat. And I was like, oh my God, she's using me as a pickup line. <laughs> like that is her go-to friend pickup line. I was like, what? Cause she could care less. Like for her, it's like, okay, mom, I've heard it. But all of her friends find it cool. And I was like, okay, you actually think I'm pretty cool after all. I'm doing something right. Well, and what's great is you can be this, you could be, you know, pillow cat, which is a huge deal. But when you're at Costco, you're not pillow cat. No one's yeah. bothering you unless you're saying, totally. you know, you know, where's the, where's the something in pillow cat's voice. And, and I'm you guessing you don't also do. don't have to, you know, fly out to LA. You, you guys live in Texas, right? Or is that, is that yes. So, Currently, right now, because my husband was on the Yellowstone prequel of 1883. Right, which is and, great. And um, was working with Taylor Sheridan and all my family's here. And we were like, okay, let's, we still have a place in LA. But I was like, let's just kind of chill here for a bit because it's closest to New York and LA um, and just rock and roll. And kind of everything we've done has been here. And thankfully, I mean, COVID was the worst, but it was allowed us all to have these at home studios and really record from home. And that's been such a dream. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's gotta be the best part. Like I'm going to work. I'll see you. I'm, I'm going in the next room. Right. Basically. Yes. I literally, that's what we have a built studio, um, like right outside my house. Like it's in a storage closet that we've made into like a great studio. And it's nice. I walk out the back door and then just open the next door and there I am at work and they have no idea where I am and what I'm doing. How often do you make things up? Like I got an audition or something and you just are watching Netflix or something in there. To daily. Get a, <laughs> that, daily, that, daily, 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 daily. Do you really need that husband. six pack? Yes, I do. <laughs> yes. My husband always dies laughing. He was like, sometimes I swear you're just in there like chilling out. And I'm like, 1000%. I have a one in three year old. What else do you expect from me? You know, I, I'm reading through your bio right here. So you are, is it true that you're the youngest Emmy Award winning female producer in history? Yes, sir. And Eric's two years younger than me. So I'm a cougar. So he's actually has me beat for youngest Emmy winning producer, but I'm youngest female Emmy winning producer. Wow. So tell, tell us, and that's for the Bay, right? Tell us about yes, all sir. of that. Tell us all about that. You don't have to call yeah, me sir, so by the way. So I came from um, a business kind of like background. My dad's a big businessman and I double majored in college in musical theater and interpersonal business communication. So with our industry, as you know, it's like very lucrative. You just never know when you have a paycheck. Right. Um, and so that's what we always wanted to produce. And Eric was on all my children and Gregory Martin, who was the creator of the Bay um, or is the creator of the Bay came up to us and he was like, we would love y'all to be on the Bay and be part of the Bay family. And we we're like, yes, but we really want to, you know, dive into the producing world, especially because, you know, we never know when our next job's going to come. And we love the business side of it. Um, and he gave us that opportunity. And from there, it just kind of spiraled and jump started. Now it's, I mean, it's amazing. And you're seeing actors do that more and more now. Most of the time you see on shows, like the star is an executive producer as well. So I think it's nice when you can kind of have a little control of your own content, especially all the things that are being put out. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's like having a real job, too. <laughs> you know, it's supposed exactly. to. Exactly. Can you do it from the storage I, closet? <laughs> yes. And it's a nice little paycheck. You, you get more paychecks from that most of the time than you do on the acting gigs. So now so you're, you're, that's yeah. a great part. You were talking about Eric, your your husband, who is in 1883, which is a show that I'm currently obsessed with, uh, oh, a great so show. Good. He plays one of the cowboys who falls in love with Tim McGraw's daughter. 
And then yes. I saw that you two lovebirds have been married now for almost 10 years. And, and yeah. how, in Hollywood, that's the equivalent of like a 50-year marriage. So <laughs> No kidding. I can't believe it. So what's your secret? Oh my! Well, I it's the storage closet. It's the it's the storage closet. Yes, it's the storage closet. It's the hidden secret. <laughs> no, I met him when he was nineteen, and I was twenty-one. So I think we did the crazy thing and got married so young, and so I kind of believe we just kind of grew up together, and so everything we've done, we've been a partnership. So that's really helped. It's just been a team, and I think it's kind of all we know. I always tell his mom that I helped raise him. <laughs> and like right now his mom is living with me because eric's shooting so she helps me with the one and three-year-old and i like i'm in love with her and she's amazing so we've just been really blessed and you know it's nice we're just kind of learning daily kind of how to handle everything so it's been good so far well, you can ask me in another 10 years but right now no, we're it's pretty good well i could tell in your voice you're having the time of your life right you've got it sounds like yes. you're having just it's, it's wonderful right it is. Yeah. And then it's, I mean, it's so wild. I've said this in uh, things, interviews, but it's, our son was like deathly sick mm. during the filming of 1883. And it was just so wild to like, look at that time in our lives. And it's like, he had to go, like, it's amazing to me watching him on the show too. Cause I'm like, if people only knew what was, what going, was going on, on kind of behind oh, the wow. scenes yeah. in our lives. And I think doing that and experiencing like really tough sh- stuff at home you could swear <laughs> you could say the s yes. word if you wanted that's fine <laughs> yeah dude touch it at home we were able to just you kind of work through stuff and it's like that kind of i, I when you have a sick child at the time it's you don't think anything gets worse at, yeah, right. you know you, you you'd rather experience anything so i think going through that we really learned communication and being able to handle things and kind of leaning on each other yeah. is been a dream so it's de- it was definitely a testament to time in our relationship kind of going through that and now you're so happy you're saying nice things about your mother-in-law which, uh... <laughs> i know no it, it is like literally i always giggle i wonder i beg her to like live with us like any eric came back he's shooting right now in arkansas and he came back for 24 hours and i was like you really messed up our groove. Like yeah, right. his mom and I had such a great thing going on. And I was like, you really blew it for us because we were doing good and all hell breaks loose when daddy comes home. But then he gets to leave again. So it's all good again. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. No, he's gone now. And I, literally his mom and I were like, last night when we put the kids to bed, we were like, Whew, now we've got our our thing back. Yeah, we're right. good to go. Our bottle of wine and uh, exactly uh, our shows, and we are we're good. You know, you've I'm, again. I'm looking through your. You've worked with some of the just the greats in the industry as a producer. You've got Brian Cranston, Jennifer Gardner, uh, um, Lin Manuel Miranda. Which, by the way, in my house, he is He's God got, in my yeah. house. I have a. I have a house full of musical theater girls. Um, oh, so you have my heart. You, uh, yes, that is like our world. Oh, we are. Yeah, my daughter, in fact, we're looking at colleges. She wants to, um, she may actually live in your storage closet one day. Uh, <laughs> yes. uh, she's, uh, yeah, we're looking at University of Michigan. She wants to go into musical theater. I mean, that's what that's what her Amazing. gig is. Amazing. Yeah. Well, tell her to look at Baldwin Wallace. That's where I went. And they're like killing the game with alumni. So oh. it is amazing do they have groupons for that or coupons for that particular <laughs> yeah i know exactly right <laughs> yeah, uh, um, well, well after the phone call you 
I'll y'all have my email. So tell her to email me any of that, like any questions. Oh my that god, that would like, be that'd be fantastic. My bread and butter is the musical theater world. Oh, I definitely, definitely will. Uh, no, no, thank you. Do. Oh, please do. Um, you, but you've you've worked with these just wonderful and and these greats. Any good stories about your interactions with their stores with these stars? And as minutia as possible, try to you know. Does Brian Cranston yeah. have a? I don't know. Does he not eat mustard or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, is there anything like, weird so about anything? He is like actually the nicest human being on this earth. Like, and I, I mean, truly, there is not anybody nicer than him. It is like we've met him like backstage of things and like just as nobodies. And then he was the exact same as then knowing us as his producers, which I it's such a testament to him. He is like the most down to earth, kind. And then anybody in the musical theater of the world is such special people. And Jennifer Gardner. I mean, they're all amazing. Shockingly, I have not dealt with anybody that like has not been very nice. Mm. And I don't know if that's maybe like my rose colored glasses on, but I've been very fortunate to have worked with very, very kind people and very humble. And and like Brian Cranston was at the peak working with him. And it's like that you would have never, you know, you would have thought he was just a dad chilling there. Mm. Like he's so cool. So I've, yeah, I have nothing. I wish I had any fun juice, but I, I've kind of been blessed with the working with amazing people. Now, if anybody starts thing. if anybody starts yelling at you, you can just get into your pillow cat voice, and you'll totally disarm them, right? Right. No, I don't. No, I giggle that Tim McGraw was he and my husband are like thick as thieves and are obsessed with each other. And he was always like, "Sandy, how do I get in this voiceover stuff?" I was like, "Tim, you just need to make a phone call, baby, with you." I was like, "You are good. You could jump right in." Yeah, because he needs so- to he needs to conquer another. Right, room. right. He needs to right. take exactly. jobs from somebody else too. Right? I just giggle. It's like such a. Um, it's amazing how many people just find it the coolest industry ever and really don't even know where to begin with it. Yeah. Well, Rick do- I always say it's like someone has to almost like die out for a newcomer to come into the voiceover industry because most of the time our voices don't really age. So unless, right. you know, way in the 80s, but most of the time we're all playing kids at 30, 40, 50, 60. So it's mm. so cool. Yeah, and a lot of uh, female voice artists do like young boys too, because Tol- yes, because why have a, a young boy voice? Because it's going to age out, right? right? That's why they I, do it. Yes, and I mean we're seeing that happen too, and with a lot of the shows I'm on, is we started it, you know, five years ago, and now these kids are getting older and voices are changing. So it's that's the only hard part with like the kids department is the longevity because mm-hmm. their voices do change but it's so i play like the grandmother on loud house and that was one of my big recording group recordings and i walked in and they all just started dying laughing because you know i was this 25 year old little blonde from texas playing you know the grandmother I, that's the cool part about the voiceover industries you just never know who's behind these characters now did you like when you were a kid did you like mimic and do i mean did you do voice you know, imitate anything because you're just fantastic and is this something that you did when you were young no you're so i actually wanted back in the day is to be on snl is to oh. be molly shannon and so i think another I, molly yeah yeah another you know i love my molly <laughs> no i think i just was obsessed with characters and creating characters um, and I, I guess that kind of helped the whole, I always, 
I always, my husband giggles that I always say if I would have, Chris Farley would have met me, he'd still be alive because that would be <laughs> like the love of my life. But that was just the world I wanted to live. And that was kind of back in the day when it wasn't as much mimicking as like characters, right. like brand new characters. And I think that was it. That kind of helped me create this whole world. I wish Eric Braza, who's an amazing voiceover artist, he can do all these impressions. I wish that was like my wheelhouse. I'm more of just kind of originating different characters. And I think that's that's kind of my specialty. Well, you know, with all your accomplishments, you, I mean, you, you still somehow find time to act on stage and screen. I mean, you started, you starred on Broadway as Dory in Finding Nemo, the musical. You were yes. on the FX comedy you mentioned with uh, Dennis Leary, Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. And, and uh, so now you've done it all, right? Of all the roles you've played, voice actor, stage actor, TV actor, TV producer, film producer, stage producer, what is your favorite and why? Oh, goodness gracious. Who I guess my favorite, it, probably like the most memorable to me was probably doing Nova Swift in Trolls because that was my very first voiceover booking and it was supposed to be like a one-off and she ended up staying seasons and seasons. So I think that was really cool. That was my first take on the entire industry. And that's when I really got to know it was pre-COVID. So we were all in the studio and I was meeting all these incredible voiceover actors and really honing in on this new life path that I wanted for myself. So I think that's in the sense my most like memorable that I, I'm so grateful for that role because that kind of jump started my entire career right now. Well, this has been a, a fun chat. Uh, we really enjoyed uh, talking with you this morning. And Thank you and guys so much. If people want to follow you, what is the best way to do it? I'm, I'm guessing if you uh, if you Google Sainty, you're gonna <laughs> gonna find you. <laughs> but yes, there, there's not many of us. Yes, at Sainty Nelson, and Nelson is with an E, not an O. Um, on Instagram, and you'll be able to find me in kind of everything or IMDb and www.sainynelson.com the whole shebangs well so yes please give me a follow and i'll i'm so grateful to been able to talk to you guys and please 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 have your daughter email i will i will and then uh and if you can give her a new recipe for ramen noodles because that's all she's eating now is ramen noodles (laughs) (laughs) Uh, tell her to get used to it if she wants to be an actor exactly (laughs) right that's we're giving her a living life on ramen (laughs) we're giving her three dollars and 40 cents a week just to get her ready (laughs) yeah exactly i always say it's you're you're either the richest of your friends or the poorest of your friends being an actor kind of depending the season yeah. Well, well Sainty, thank you for Yeah, being this on the has show. been great. Really appreciate it. And we'll have Thank you, you guys so much and y'all have a wonderful day. Yeah, all righty. See ya. you. Bye-bye. 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 How did you do that entire interview without flopping out your Kermit the Frog? <laughs> you know, I yeah, I don't like to do it in front of the professional. <laughs> really? Yeah. So you're yeah. huge with the Kermit the Frog. <laughs> the Cub Scout, the Cub Scouts, right? You're great right, with that, exactly. but but a performance. Hello, it is me Grover. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I could do them all. Um, um, I just, I'm a little out of practice to be honest Because of the kids. You. Well, waiting yeah. for grandkids and you're going to flop I'm that I'm going to be golden but. again. And this is the best thing about uh, Sesame Street and Warner Brothers and, you know, all these uh, classic cartoons. They never go out of style. Never, never. And so my voices will never go out of style. No. And no. I'm trying to smoke more <laughs> just to get a little more gravelly for, Good. to do the Yoda voice a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, okay. 
So well, I'm you're method acting, right? <laughs> I am. I am. Uh, we have to thank some people. We should thank our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We are distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radios and dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again soon with a brand new episode of Minutia Man Celebrity Interview. The preceding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?